Amen. Good morning. It's great to be here. You can take a seat. If you're online, you can take a seat too. It's good to be here. Good to be gathered. Who's had a good uh, New Year's period so far? I love that little period of time where you have no idea what day it is, what time it is. The only way of tracking the date is what day the test match is up to. But it's just good to kind of take a break. So I hope you've had a, a great break and a bit of a reprieve. Who was at the uh, splash party last week? Was there anyone at the splash parties? A few people. It's good. A few of our water slide friends just came for the water slide. But uh, whatever it is that's brought you here today, we're, we're glad you're with us. If you've, you've been part of True North for a long time, it's, it's great to have you back in, back in Sunday services. If it's your first time here or maybe you've only been here for a little while, it, it's great to, to have you uh, here as well. And we haven't met, my name's Ryan. I'm part of the team here and uh, love our church and, and looking forward to another uh, year together again. Also, I should have mentioned this probably five minutes ago. If you're a kid, you can go, you're free we're not just going to let you run to the car park. There, there are kids, workers at the back there. So if you, your young person is checked in, I'm not going to make you sit through my sermon. Just the adults have to do that. I'm watching. There's no adults leaving. Good. Only kids, workers. They're adults. We don't just let the kids out with the kids. We're responsible. Have fun, kids. And it's good. But uh, we're, gonna, we're, we're starting this morning. Uh, we're going to be kicking off a new series called uh, Being the Church. And for whatever reason you're here today, whether your Sundays is a, a part of your normal routine and this is what you do, or, or maybe uh, it's your first time today, you're here to, to check out a church, you know, we often know at the beginning of the year, it's a lot about getting things started well and right. And uh, if you go to a gym on a regular basis, you'll know that in January, uh, you see a lot of different characters that maybe you haven't seen before, you know, there's the, the whole... It's January 1st, I'm going to get my life in check. And I came across this video the other day, maybe we can play that for a second, uh, what January 1st looks like for the gym goer. Um, This one's my favorite. <laughs> you know, you laugh, but everyone's got to start somewhere, right? So if you see those people, if you're a gym goer and you see those people, be nice. You know, the, the other day I um, was following a program and, and I had a personal trainer for a little while and uh, he's like, all right, we're going to go over to this next exercise. And I was like, oh no, like very quickly he took me to a piece of equipment that I should have been using, but I was actually using something else. Um, and discovered that I was doing it all wrong and I was pulling these cables and I was pulling them so wrong that the little clips that clip the, you know, you clip the equipment onto, see, you can tell I'm one of these people. As I started pulling it, they joined together, so then I got stuck <laughs> and I'm like, my arms are stuck and it's, he and I'm like, I, I couldn't, and he's like, oh, oh, come on, mate, I'll help you out. And he comes and he unclips me and he's like, you, ha you haven't been doing this exercise right. And it's like, you really? Um, and what we realize is that for all of us, we're all going to be in different stages of life and, and fitness is a, is a great example of uh, discipleship sometimes because we've all got to, we got to start somewhere and you know if you don't have a clear picture of uh, what you're doing or clear instruction it can be difficult you know as we just saw I mean those people are working way harder than they probably should be um, but they're doing it wrong and when it comes to being the church in this new series we're in being the church it, it can be difficult to be the church if we're not looking in the right place for how to do that 
Does that make sense this morning? And so you might have been coming your, your whole life to church. Feel like me. Most of your life you've been here. And you might go, yep, I'm part of the church. I know what it means to be the church. You could have been here for the first time. You're like, I'm not even sure after watching that I want to be part of your church. But the reality is for all of us, we're going to be in different places and stages. But what the Bible does is paint a great picture for us on what it looks like to be the church. And so there's these verses in Acts uh, chapter 2. The early church, as it, as it begins, there's these verses that kind of describe what it was like to be the church then. And, and, and these verses are, are so helpful because they paint a picture of what it means to be the church that is timeless. So, you know, it was good in their context, but it's good in ours as well. And so, over the next four weeks, we're going to be looking uh, at what it means to be the church according to this picture. And so, I'm going to share these verses in, in Acts 2. They'll be up on the screen or they'll be in the lower thirds in front of you. And it says, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. And to fellowship, to breaking of the bread, and to prayer. Everyone was filled at awe with the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Each day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts. Praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number those who were being saved. You know, as I mentioned, there's a great picture there of what it looks like to be the church. How they, how they did that in their context is going to be a little bit different to how we do it in ours. But there's some great truths in these scriptures, in these few verses, that are going to show us what it means here at True North to, to be the church. And today we're going to, we're going to look at a, a small portion of this. It starts uh, in Acts 42 there. It says, the first thing it says is they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. You know, they devoted themselves to the Word of God. And today we're going to look at this idea of what it means to be devoted to the Word of God. Because the reality is we're all kind of going to be shaped by what goes into us. If I think about uh, the last two weeks of my life, I've been shaped entirely by cricket. Brad Lewin, am I right? Entirely by cricket. Like I get up in the morning, it's on. And then just when my family thinks it's over, the big bash starts. And so there's more cricket. And then we go to bed and we wake up and there's cricket. And then if I want to, it's a bit hot and I want to go for a swim, I can take my radio outside and I can put it on the radio and we can listen to it. The joyful voices announcing the cricket. But here's what I, I've noticed about the cricket is, who thinks cricket's boring? Anyone here? Can I just see? Oh, wow. All right. I got some, I got some work to do. Now, here's, here's what I, I don't, I'm a summer cricket fan, if, if I'm honest. Like, I won't follow it all. It goes, it goes on way too long. But in the summer, it's great. But here's what I noticed is there, there is a group of people whose lives are, like, devoted to cricket. Like, there are stats upon stats upon stats from these people that just study cricket. Like, they're like... This guy's uh, just got his 30th test 100, and uh, Don Brabant had 29, and so now he's fourth all-time, and Australia, this is the, only the seventh time they've ever scored this many, and there's like stat upon, st- I'm like, how, like, how does anyone have time for this? But there's these guys who are literally just devoted to the narratives and the storylines of cricket, so much so that they're paid now to, to talk about it. They love it, they're obsessed with it, it shapes huge parts of their lives for guys that play it and watch it, and whether you think it's boring or not, there'll be something in your life that's shaping you. It might be that Netflix series that you've been watching all summer. And the little note comes up. I find that offensive. It's like, are you still watching? Excuse me? <laughs> it's still playing. It's like, don't ask me that. It might be what you're, you're listening to on the radio. It might be the, the movies you watch. It might be the, the books you read. The reality is for all of us, we're going to be shaped by something. And this picture that we have of the early church is that they were devoted to the Word of God. They were shaped by the Word of God, by the teaching that was done. 
And I'm not saying that today because, you know, I want to drop a hint that you should be devoted to my teaching. That's probably not, not what, it's 100% not what the scripture is saying. But they were devoted to the word of God. And so if we want to be the church in, in 2023, in our context where we are today, if we want to carry out this picture that, that there is for the church, we need to be people who are devoted to the word of God, that are shaped by the word of God. And for many of us who have been in faith for a while, been in church for a while, followed Jesus for a period of time, we'll know this is important. To be shaped by the Word of God. But what I wanted to do today, rather than kind of tell you how important it is, to, to have a, a look at a story out of the, the book of Joshua that will kind of paint a picture of what it can look like to be devoted to the Word of God. And why it was in, important to him. And so we're going to pick up a few verses in, in Joshua 1. These are a couple of my favorite scriptures. And it says here, After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses aside, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then you and all his people get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I am about to give to them. To the Israelites, I will give you every place where you set your foot, as I promised Moses. Your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon, from the great river, the Euphrates, the Hittite country, to the Mediterranean Sea in the west. No one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. And I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous, because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give to them. I just want to pause there for a second. How, how, how good would it feel to be Joshua in that moment? God comes to him, you know what? It's your time, Joshua. It's your time. You're going to be the man. You're going to lead the people. You're actually going to lead them into this promise that the people have been waiting on. They've come out of slavery. They've been walking through the desert. This has been my promise to my people. Moses is no longer uh, with us, but it's going to be you. And not only is it going to be you, but you're going to be successful wherever you go. I'm going to be with you wherever you go. Be strong and courageous. You're going to be a great leader. That would feel pretty good, wouldn't it? Part of me would beginning, if I was Joshua, beginning to think like, you know, there's going to be some tough times here. There's going to be some battles. You're going to need some good strategies. Probably need to read a leadership book or two to kind of figure out how to you know, help I work with people, that kind of thing, like, you know, how to be a great leader, need some great battle strategy. But God says this to him. Again, be strong and very courageous. It says here, be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave to you. Do not turn from it, from the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord, your God, will be with you wherever you go. You know the piece of advice that God gives to Joshua as he starts his journey? It's not, here's a, here's a master plan on how to do battle. Here's, here's, here's your, your, your best leaders. Select these people. Hey, here's a great self-help book on leadership. Here's my God's top 10 tips to being a person of influence. He tells him to basically devote himself to the Word of God. Obey everything that's in it. Don't turn from the left or to the right. Follow the book of the law. And what you will be successful wherever you go. You know, Joshua's blueprint for success was to be devoted to the Word of God. Yes, he was going to need battle strategy. I'm not saying he doesn't going to need that. Yes, he would need to be a good leader, and that's why God would have chosen him to be a good leader. Yes, he was going to be successful. 
But the blueprint he's given right from the start, from the very first charge, be strong and courageous and follow the book of the law. Know it inside out. And what you'll be successful wherever you go. You know, for us in our, in our lives, we all do different things. It's obvious, right? We all have different jobs, different family circumstances, different things going on, different needs. My job will have different needs to your job. My life right now probably has different needs to, to your life. There will be some things that have overlap. But the one thing that all of us have, if we want to live a life of success, if we want a church that is successful, I'm not talking about prosperous or, or rich or none of those things, but to live a life in God's eyes that is successful, we all require the same thing, to follow the book of the law. You know, in our context, it's not just the, 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 the book of the law that Joshua had at that point. It, for us, it's the Bible, which is far more rounded out now. But if we want these lives of success, there's all these other things we can have. We can be good at our job. We can have good strategy. We can have good, and have all of those things. But the one thing that stands true to the church and stands true to us is that we would be people who are devoted to the word of God. And it's so important. We see it here for Joshua, but it's the same for us. But the reality is it's not enough to kind of just know that. That's, that's great head knowledge, but there's a few keys in here that I just wanted to pull out that I think are going to help us. And certainly I know this year as I've been reflecting on these, are going to help me in my pursuit of being someone who's devoted to the Word of God. And the first one he, he, it is here is, is to obey. God tells him to obey everything that's written in there. Simply to follow it. You know, the, the, the reality is not to, to look to the left or the right, but just to obey it. You know, for us, in our context now, God's Word can sometimes feel abstract. It can be something that we don't always understand. It's something that takes some, some work to wrap our head around. But I think the key for us is to approach the Word of God with humility and go, I may not understand everything that's written in here. And I'm not always going to get it right, and it's not always about being perfect. You know, he doesn't say, hey, Joshua, be perfect here. Don't make a mistake here. But he tells him to obey what's written in there. I think the very first thing for us is to, to realize that we want to follow what's written in the Bible. We want to obey what's written in there. We want to take what we're, we're reading and we're learning, and we want, to, we want to apply it to our life and humbly do our best to follow it. It's not a, I follow it better than you, or I understand it more. It's not a competition, which sometimes, I, I, if I'm honest, I can feel like I get in the trap of that, going, no, I just, I'm not getting it all right today. Or I can look at someone else and go, oh, they, they seem to be walking that out way better than me. But it's not actually a I'm a smarter than you situation. It's a, I'm doing my best to just humbly approach this book, to absorb as much of it as I can, and then simply to follow it. If we're not following it and not applying it to our lives and not doing our best to live our life by the Word of God, then we're missing the point of reading it sometimes in the first place because we need to apply it to our lives. And obedience was important for Joshua and it's important for us to follow that book. I was like, don't, don't turn from it, not to the left or to the right, just, just stay the course. Part of the call for the church in 2023 is just going to be to stay the course. The, the last few years have taught us anything. It's that anything can happen. But what I, I love about the Bible is it, it, it's always there. Whether we be able to meet together as like this, it's great to be back meeting together and great to have the option of, of being online. But the reality is for, for a while, our church that was gathered was scattered. 
But the one thing that we could still base our faith around is the Word of God. The one thing we can still gather around is the Word of God. We want to put what we're reading and what we're learning into practice. You know, for him to be able to obey it, he, he had to know it. And so the important thing, the next kind of important thing here is that he's told is, is to meditate on it. In verse 8, it says, meditate on it day and night. You know, our, our culture a little bit has um, a lot to say about meditation and mindfulness and, you know, just, just being mindful and present and visualize. There's all these, these ways that meditation comes into play. You know, my Apple Watch will tell me to, I haven't I've got to go see Daniel and figure out how to turn it off, but it tells me every day to take a moment to meditate. Or to be mindful. The other day it buzzed while I was doing some, some running and I just kind of paused and looked at it and it said, take a moment to be mindful. I thought I was going to get the little buzz, like, are you working out? You know how like sometimes if you like walk extra fast through the shops or something, it's like, are you working out? Yes, I am. <laughs> Record an outdoor run. Yes, I will. I thought it was giving me that one and it gave me that you need to be mindful. I'm, like, I'm mindful that I'm running right now and it doesn't feel good, <laughs> like I'm tired. But there is this, this idea in our culture that ultimately steered from here is to, to meditate. But it's not always the, the same way that we, we're, we're taught and shown on TV. You know, the word meditate here is, um, kind of comes from two, two, two words. And, and one is hagar, which literally means to utter in a low sound, almost like to, to hum. Like the idea of, you know, I don't know if you ever like try and remember like a security code or a, or a pin number or something. Like if I do that, I, I say it out loud, like over and over again. So I almost said my pin number, that would have been a mistake. But, you know, um, Michelle, can I have your pin number for a second? <laughs> Like the, if I was trying to remember like a code or a phone number, I'll keep saying it like in a low voice out loud, trying to get it into my head not to forget it uh, before I can get to a pen or something to, to write it down. I'll be on the phone and someone will be like, do you need my email address? Yes, please. Have you got a pen? And for whatever reason, I'll be like, yes, I don't have a pen. <laughs> and so then they tell me, it's like, it's Ryan Clune at this and then I'm like, oh yeah, 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 no worries. And then I'll hang up and I'll be like, like trying to, the idea of meditating this is like uttering in a low hum, Rep like repetition. I picture Joshua reading the Bible, reading it out loud to himself, trying to memorize. The other, the other word is siak, which is the basic meaning to be occupied with or concerned about. So there's these two pictures here, a low hum, a repetitive reading, a, a, a groan, and then to be concerned with something. When I think about being concerned with or seeing something that's important, I, I meditate a little bit more than what I think I do. I meditate about my bills. I meditate about work issues. I meditate about family things that are going on. Why? Because I'm concerned with them. When you're concerned with something, it can keep you up at night. Sometimes our, we meditate on our own worry. This concerned with is like, it's the most important thing. And I picture him walking around concerned by what's written in here, not in a worried way. Going, this is important. And I'm going to read it and I'm going to hold on to it. I'm going to value it. I'm going to get it inside of me. I'm going to meditate on it. It's not, meditation is not just about clearing your mind. Sometimes it's a picture I get. Let's be mindful. Take a moment just to be present. And that, that is, can be important. I'm not saying that's not important. But when, the, when he's telling him to meditate on it, he, he's like, you've got to know it better than anything else. You've got to get this inside of you. You've got to know it. So when the opportunity comes, do I go left or do I go right? No, I know where I'm going. Because it's inside of me. We've got to get the Word of God inside of us. And here's the thing we know that what is inside of us is often what comes out. You know, I, I have a, 
weird knack for often being able to like recite movie quotes or a song will come on the radio, like a, a rap song from the 90s, and I'll be able to just sing it. I'm like, where does that, why do I have that knowledge in there, but I can't remember to do a simple task that was really important? So I can remember a song from the 90s, but I, I don't remember to like pay a bill on time. You know, like, well, what is, what's going on up here? But the reality is those songs that maybe I can recite or a, or a funny, silly movie quote, I've probably seen that movie way too many times. Or I've listened to that song on, on repeat in the car way too many times or spent way too much time on that particular playlist. And my brain is just suddenly retaining that information that I seem to be meditating on. But the reality is, it's the same for Scripture. He tells him to ha always have it on his lips. This picture of what goes in us is what ultimately is going to come out. And so we want to be able to speak the Word of God into being, into existence, into our situations, into our circumstances, into our lives. If we're wanting to obey it, we've got to be able to speak it out. We've got to be able to articulate it. We've got to be able to figure out what, what is it saying to me? What, what does it mean? You know, I remember going through um, like a little bit of a season where I couldn't sleep very well a few years ago and was feeling quite anxious and worried all the time and not really sure what it was about or why or, but just constantly would, something little would come up and I'd blow it up in my brain. And I was trying to figure, you know, and I'd like say a prayer, like, God, help me not be so anxious and try to go to bed and wouldn't matter, like whatever it was, would just, I felt like would grip me and get a hold of me. You know, the, the thing that I think solved it for me, I'm not saying this is the number one cure for anxiety or anything like that, but one of the things that cured it for me was just being able to recite scripture as I'd go to bed. And so I would know in, in John 14 and 27, it would talk about having peace and not being troubled. But in Matthew 6, it talks about not worrying. But in Psalm 4, it talks about, and this one was huge for me, having peace while you sleep. And so I'd go to bed, and every time there would be a, a, a temptation to worry, I would recite these scriptures. Or I would look up more. I would use that, that, that thing we have called Google. And, uh, and honestly, like, what does the Bible say about having peace? I know we all do that, but we don't tell one another. The reality is we all, we all search for stuff. We all just want to, I, don't, I, I haven't meditated on it enough yet. I'm on, if I'm on, I don't know every verse, every scripture. I can't memorize everything, but it, it's a work in practice. But the truth is what changed my sleeping pattern in that and got rid of that in my life was reciting scripture. And I go to bed and sleep peacefully and wake up and go again. There's been many times in my life where I've had to face decisions and should I do this or should I do that? And I've been able to either find scripture for myself or someone's shared a, a scripture with me and it's helped me in the way I live my life. What goes in is, is always going to come out. And so the question I ask myself is how much scripture comes out of me? Because it's going to be a direct reflection of how much I'm putting in there. My ability to me memorize scripture is going to come from my ability to read it over and over again. But I, I, I love, you can, you can read the Bible from cover to cover if you wanted to, and, and it, can take a, it can take a fair chunk of time, but then you can do it again. And you can do it again, and you'll find something fresh every time. That's what I love about the Bible, it's fresh every time. Sometimes I need, just need to dig a little deeper and not go, oh, I've read this before. But Lord, what would you say to me through this today? And something fresh will come. And I want to hold on to that and bank it and write it, write it down. Meditate on it. Actually allow it to change my life. What I wanted to kind of close with today was just a couple of ways here at True North. There's, there's so many different ways to read the Bible. 
the most important thing for all of us is that we make a decision to pick at least one way to do that. And so what I wanted to do today was just give a couple of suggestions on some of the ways, you know, some of our team do and some of our tribe here read the, read the Bible. And I wanted to encourage you today, my, my, my thing that would make me most happy today is if everybody kind of left and went, I'm going to pick one of these. If you're not doing something already. If you're doing something and you think it's better than my idea, that's great. I, please share it with me. But the reality is if we all have one of these and we go away and go, I'm going to build a daily habit on how to read the Word of God. This is, this is what will change it for. This is what brings this Joshua picture into to life. If we want to be the church, we want to be devoted to Scripture, we want to have success in the eyes of God in how we, we live our life, it comes from devotion to the Word of God. And the best way to be devoted to the Word of God is just to do it daily, to build a habit. Repetition. Like any habit, if you've ever tried to form a habit in your life, it, it can be difficult to begin with. Then once it's there, it's there. And you just have to keep ticking it over and keep working on it. And as we do that, as we meditate, as we study the Word of God, as we obey it, as we follow it, as we speak it out, what a significant change that would make in each of our lives. I know for me, if I was more consistent at doing that, if I spent more time doing that, wouldn't be any better, wouldn't be any smarter, but I'd have a greater devotion to the Word of God and how to live that out in my life. So what I wanted to give you is three ways today that we can read the Word of God. So we've got those there. So all of these are apps. First two, Daily Refresh, is, is if you've heard us talk about the verse of the day before, anyone, anyone read the verse of the day in you version? I love doing that just at the start of the day, quick open up, read the verse of the day, orientate my mind around what's going on before I do anything else. But what they've got now is like a, a Daily Refresh. I think there's an image of the Daily Refresh there. So you can see there's like a, a verse that I, just, I thought I'd do them all, so they were ticked, if I'm honest. I didn't want them unticked when I put the photo up, so you can see it now. Um, but you can see there's like a verse of the day. So John 12, 34 there. And then there's a, a verse of the day story. So someone will share a, a, a thought around that. It's a, a couple of minute video. And then there's a, like a guided prayer there. And that could be a, just a great way to, to, to get started. It takes maybe 10 minutes max to get, through, to get through that and have a great devotion time. So that's the daily refresh. So the version app, you can download that. That's, that's good. The next one is what's called the, the Bible in a Year, and we use the Nicky Gumbel Bible in a Year, most of our crew here that, that do this. And so there's two. There's the Express version, which is a little bit quicker, um, take you through, so under 15 minutes a day, and you can go through that, or there's the, the normal uh, classic, there he is, not normal, classic, um, Nicky Gumbel classic, um, Bible in a Year. Like, I use this one, and I love it. And you, you, you read through there, and you get a great variety of, of different scripture. There's a devotional there as well, so you can read through the devotional, uh, Nicky's really great. If you've heard Nicky Gumble before, he's great at tying things together. And so sometimes I'll read these verses like, what does that have to do with anything? <laughs> like, help me, Lord, figure this out. And then I'll read Nicky's devotion. I'm like, ah, oh, the light switch goes on. And so it's a really great way to kind of disorientate your mind around Scripture and, and, and read a devotion. And then the last one uh, is a little bit more, this is called Lectio 365. And so uh, Pastor Dean actually recommended this one to us. It's a bit more uh, prayerful, kind of guided uh, devotional, and you do it in the morning, and you kind of do it at nine, so video-based, so that's an app on its own, so if you're in the app store, Lectio 365, you can look for that, you can download that, it takes about eight minutes, um, and it's a, a bit more prayer-centered and guided, and so they're just a three ways, that if you want to build a habit of, of reading the Bible every single day, if you did that, if, if I know if I do that every single day, I'm reading way more scripture, 
But it comes down to building that habit, making it a priority, devoting yourself to it. Because if we're all honest, it's not always the easiest thing to do. And we all know it's important. And we all desire to do it. But it's making it a habit and a priority that we build into our life. And as God's people, it's so important that we devote ourselves to him. And so I want to pray for us as, as we wrap up in a moment. I want to pray that as a, as a group of people, as the church, as we be the church in 2023, that there would be a passion and a desire in the hearts of God's people to desire to read his word. Gathering together and, and listening to sermons and listening to sermons online, listening to, to praise and worship music, most of which is written out of scripture anyway, is all so good and, and so important. But what it can't replace is a desire in our hearts to read and absorb God's word for ourselves. You can listen to, to someone talk about it for, for 30 minutes or you could spend 30 minutes reading it yourself, writing down, absorbing how much that would do for our lives if we just put that into place every single day. But it comes from a desire in our hearts to build that habit. To be devoted to God's word, to follow him, to obey it, to meditate, to put it into place. And ultimately to get to that point where we're putting it into practice and seeing it change our lives. You know what I believe ultimately as it does that, it's gonna change other people's lives as well. That the insight that the Bible gives you will give you the ability to speak into other people's worlds, other people's lives, change your family, change your friends. You know where it all starts? It all starts here. And that as we gather this year, that we would come gathered to worship and connect with one another and do all the things that Sundays are so excellent for. But we would come here after having a week of being immersed in the Word of God. And so if you need a few moments after the service to... You know, one of those things you could do is you could download something before you go. Start that reading plan before you leave the auditorium and get busy. Before you get home and forget about it. You know what, they're so good, they'll even give you a little reminder every day. Hey, have you read your Bible yet? There it is. Want that to like flash on here instead of the other stuff. But you can set reminders to help yourself help you can build it into a habit you know you can go to a friend today and go hey i'm really keen on building this habit do you want to read the bible with me could we sit down and have a coffee once a week or whenever we have time and just talk about what we've been reading can you encourage me to, to be reading my bible can you encourage me to be devoted to it and i'll do the same for you you could do it with your families do it with your friends encouraging one another i love that the church they 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 did it together you don't have to go home and be on your own and do this and navigate it on your own. But actually, we can do it together. But as we do that, I believe it will change us significantly. Because that's what the Word of God does. Can I pray for us? Lord, thank you that you've given us this gift of your Word to, to shape us, to, to guide us. And Lord, I pray that as we focus on being the church in 2023, for each person gathered here, that we would leave here, myself included, Lord, that we would leave here with a new hunger and desire to be devoted to your word, to allow your word to, to lead us and guide us. The Lord, when we think about what it means to, to have a successful life or for life to be going well, Lord, we know that it would be about being grounded in your word. 
So Lord, I pray that today there would be desire to read your word. Lord, I pray that as Monday comes around tomorrow, with all the things that Mondays bring, that our first thought would be to be immersed in your word. To meditate on your word. To put it into practice. Lord, prompt us. By your spirit, may there just be a passion to read your word. We thank you, Lord. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Why don't we stand?